In pastor's absence, um, it's a privilege and an honor just to stand before you this morning. And I'll say that again, it's a privilege and it's an honor to stand before you. We all know pastor. Pastor doesn't let anybody just come up and stand in his pulpit. And, and that's just decent and in order. You know, that's just what it is. So I thank you for the opportunity. And we will be praying for pastor when you go home. I might pray for him. But, but just, you know, in your quiet time, just lift him up. Um, the, the, the target when you're in ministry is huge. It, it's huge. We, we, we have a target because God created us. It's just the way it is. But when you take a stand and say, I'm going to do something for God, booyah. Amen? Amen? Okay. The message this morning is called pain and process. Just P-A-I-N, pain and process. The, the Holy Spirit had dropped this message on me a week prior to Pastor calling me and saying, hey, I'm going to have surgery. Can you preach for me? So I was already kind of forewarned that something was coming. So when you get something that's called pain and process, it's like, God, well, what, what do you, you mean do I have to go through this to be able to preach it? Well, lo and behold, I'm going to share with you what, what happened to me. After a great church service a couple weeks ago, um, people came up and prayed over me. I was anointed and I felt really, really good. Good day. And I think I'd spoken to someone about, you know, being in ministry. When you do have a good day on Sunday, the enemy, you know, will put you under attack. And, and my attacks usually come on Monday. That's just what it is for me. I don't know why it is, but it's usually a Monday. I get some type of an attack. So on Monday morning, this is the Monday before Thanksgiving. I woke up and I, under my left my left shoulder blade, I had some severe pain. I mean, it, it was just like, gosh, what is going on? It really, really hurt. I was scheduled to work. So I said, well, you know what? I still, I, bills still coming in. I still have to go to work. I still need to pay my bills. So I took 1,000 milligrams of Tylenol. 1,000 milligrams of Tylenol. Now, I'm usually a weakling when it comes to medication. It don't take a whole lot for me. The pain winked at that. It laughed at the Tylenol. Okay, that Monday as well, um, I'm a volunteer chaplain, actually was a volunteer chaplain, well, volunteer -er, and then a, a chaplain for a hospice agency on the high desert. So they had asked me to take out some Thanksgiving baskets because I work out at, at Fort Irvin. So I said, sure, no problem. Man, I'm having this pain, now I gotta go buy and get these Thanksgiving baskets, then I have to deliver the Thanksgiving baskets. Okay, that's what it is. I had to take another 500 milligrams of Tylenol. I told you, winked at the first thousand. Let, let, me, take, let me take 500 more, because this, this, I gotta go to work. I lift and move around cases of soda, seven up cases of soda, bottles of soda, so it's a very physical job. Another 500 milligrams of Tylenol. Went to work, came home, the pain, it kind of Dulled in a little bit, but it was, I still having a lot of pain. 1,500 milligrams of sodium, still no avail. Tuesday morning, I felt a little bit better. I got up, I still had to go to work. This time I put on a medicated patch. You know them little patches that you yeah. put on and my wife put it on, it was really cold, bam, on my back. But it didn't fit right because I'm moving. You know, you're moving and it's like, I'm trying to get it back on. I'm, really, I'm like, Patch, you need, to, you need to stay on, I mean. It's just what it was. Did okay. My mind knew this is Tuesday, but when I got home, I said, you know what? I need to kick this up a notch. So I took some naproxen or naproxen, whatever you may know it by. Bam, 1,000 milligrams. Whoa, I had a little bit of relief from this pain. I went to the gym. I said, you know, maybe I pulled something. Let me just go see if, if I can stretch this thing out. Had a little relief, but... I'm still in pain, y'all. Wednesday comes around. I go to bed. I didn't take any more medication, but I tossed and I turned and it's like, you know what? I just had to take a stand. I'm not gonna take any more medication, but it was a restless night, very painful night. 
Well, this is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving morning, I took no meds and I just went to the gym. I had to go early because they closed at noon. So I stretched out. I mentioned to my wife, I said, Isabel, what do you think about me going to the urgent care? Nah, they can't do nothing over there for you. If you want to be seen, you need to go. We have Kaiser insurance. You need to go down the hill where they can maybe take a CT scan or something. Well, if anybody lived in Australia, we had six inches of snow on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So that was not going to happen. We wasn't going down the hill. <laughs> so I'm still in pain. Somebody say pain. 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 Up until now, you've only heard me talk about pain. Nashia, what do you think pain is? Just describe for us pain. Something that hurts. <laughs> okay. Anybody else want to add to that? Okay. Discomfort. Discomfort. It's not very comforting to be in pain. And then worse than that, it's even worse because you can't get away from it. Mm -hmm. You just can't get away from this thing. So Webster, New World, fourth edition, explains pain as physical, mental suffering caused by injury, disease, grief, hurt, or anxiety, etc. So you know what, okay, well, let's see what God says about pain. What does the Bible say about pain? Okay, so I gave out some little bitty slips. If you have number one, get ready to read that, please. I have number two, so let, let me dig that out. Okay, so what, what does the Bible say about pain? Now, mind you, there's nothing new under the sun. God already knew I was going to have this painful week. He already knew I was going to be preaching. He, he, he knows everything. He, he wasn't surprised, but still I had pain. So, can you read number one? Can you give us the chapter and the verse, please? Uh, Genesis 3, uh, verse uh, 16. And I'm reading from the Amplified. It says, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain, you will give birth to children. Yet your desire and longing will be for your husband, and he will rule with authority over you and be responsible for you. Okay. So we're talking Genesis. Everybody knows Genesis is in, is in the beginning. Genesis ain't in the back. Genesis right up front. Woman, women, female, you're going to have pain. You don't like it? You're still going to have it. I have number two. So not only did... God addressed the women. Oh, he didn't leave out Adam either. So let's see what he said about Adam. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, 17. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded to the voice of your wife, you're disobedient, you want to listen to what I told you, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground. Now, he didn't say only the ground at your house. He said the ground, period. The whole earth is ground. So no matter where you go, you're cursed. Is the ground for your sake. In toil. Anybody know what toil means? You have to go to work. You have to get up early, come home late. Somebody got to go to work. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. That's pretty deep. He didn't just say for one week. He didn't say for two weeks. He said, as long as you're here and you have breath, you're going to be in, you got to go to work. You're going to go out and work. If you want to eat, you got you to work. Amen? Amen. Amen? Okay, now, Jesus experienced the ultimate pain. We all know that. He came to earth in a physical form. He endured everything that we could possibly go through. He was crucified, beaten in mart, and rose on the third day. That's what I call pain. Who has number three? It should be Mark. Mark 14, yes. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto me. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Okay. So my interpretation of that is that Jesus was having some pain. He was in a tough spot. The Bible says that he was sweating droplets of blood. That, that's, 
it's not comfortable. You are having some difficulty. You're having some pain. But in order for us to go through what we needed to go through, he had to already fill it at first so he could take us out of our pain. Because it does get better. Now, let's go a step further. What does the Bible say about the thief, the enemy, the evil one, the devil, Satan, etc.? What? Okay, it's okay. What does he think about pain? Go ahead. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now we start to see things are starting to change. Now you're going to have some pain. And the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. All those seem like pain to me. But what did Jesus say he came for? Life. And life more abundant. More abundant. And have it to the fullest. To the fullest. Amen. Amen. Some pain and hurt is of our own affliction. See, the one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, he has a gun. He has it. A gun. And what happens is we give him the bullets to put in it. The devil can only do what we give him. And a chef's point of view, we eat, we have on our sandwich, we have on our tortilla, whatever it is, and we have crumbs on the table. Well, enemy, what he does, he just waits till we get to finish eating and he just gathers those crumbs. It may not be enough for him to make a sandwich or to put in the gun, but he gonna, he gonna hang on to them crumbs. And then he waits till next weekend, a little bit more sin. You follow me? He still ain't got enough to kind of throw at you yet, to put in a dart. Let me, let me just, you know what, they're slipping up. They're not praying. They're not fasting. Let me get a little more. So sooner or later, he got enough to put in a bullet. And you know what he does? Shoot you. With what we gave him. There's nothing that he came up with because the enemy can't come up with nothing. He, he, just got, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He ain't the creator of nothing. He don't have the ability. He only can go as far as God lets him go or we give him the right to go. Amen? Amen. Okay. A few weeks ago, Pastor must be talking about it this morning, but you're going to hear quite a bit of him in this. But a few weeks ago, Pastor says, if you say it, the enemy will play it. I was blown away with that. Did, did y'all hear that? Did you hear that? If you say it, Linda. Yes, and I do it all the time. The enemy me. says he's going to gather them crumbs mm -hmm. or put it on your DVD or recorder and he's going to hit the button. That's it. He ain't created nothing new. He's just taking what you gave him. Yeah. Let, me hit the, let me hit the play button again. Oh, man, I'm having a tough week. Let me, let me hit the play button again out of what we gave him. So if we say it, you will play it. Very simple. That was powerful. I went home, I just said, look at my pastor. I was blessed with that. Now, you may think, well, what does it say that in the Bible? Next one. I think that's number five. Who's got number five? Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hang on right there. One second. Death and life is in the power of your mouth. Continue, please. And they that love it shall eat, it, shall eat the fruit thereof. And those that run off at the mouth shall eat it. The one that can't control their tongue. Shut up! Learn how to just be quiet sometimes. That's the best place to be. I remember when my mom, when I was younger, my mom says, look. And back there, they just said it one time. It wasn't like, I'm on, I don't want to be your friend. I'm definitely not going to argue with you. I'm going to tell you one time. Sometimes it was just a look. She sneak up on me. It wasn't even, I'm going to talk to you. I just give you a look. That was it. Get somewhere, sit down, and be quiet. It didn't mean nothing to me as a child. Mama, why, why are you on my back? Why, 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 why? Now, on, now, I wasn't saying that to her. I get knocked out. I'm, I'm just, can't say nothing. Mama, like, like what's up? Mm -mm. Get somewhere, sit your behind down, and be quiet. Powerful statement. I mean, just powerful. Like Pastor says, Mama said, that's what my mama said. 
Now, if you've been in, in ministry, in this ministry, any time, any time, any length of time that is, you've heard pastors say process. And you've heard him say, don't get caught up in the process. Don't worry about the process. The process belongs to God. What the enemy does is he gets us caught up in that process. Let me give you an example. You pray, you need a new car. God says, I'm going to give you a new car. He may, he, may, he may even give you a timetable. He may tell you a color, the amount. He may break it all down. He may not, but he says, okay, Janelle, I'm going to give you a car. Now, it may take three years for you to get it. So the... <laughs> No, 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 because what she just said is true. She, she's already complaining about the process. She, she just said it. It just came out of her mouth. So the enemy says, give me them crumbs. Give me them crumbs. Because I'm going to use them against her. That's what he does. God, why does it got to take so long? I need a car now. The one I got only have three tires. That one's flat. Or just won't move. Lord, my car is done giving up the ghost. Okay. But see, what we don't realize is that in, in that three years or two years or two weeks, God's going to work something in this lady. There's something that needs to be worked out in her life. She don't see it. But God says, you know what? And not only that, God's got to get other people lined up so when she gets there, she's able to receive it. God may want to give her a house that's got a garage, so when she get a new car, she can put it in the garage. I got a garage. It's so full of junk, I can't even put my car in the garage. I'm just... Okay? Don't get caught up in that process. Okay? Thank you, Lord. I don't fully understand all this. So I don't have a fix on it. I don't have a corner on it. I don't have it packaged in the box. No, I'm just like all of you. I'm learning. And sometimes I get angry just like everybody else. Just like you just said. I want it now. Amen. Hallelujah. Right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And I don't want to wait. And, and, and if you don't give me my car today, I'm going to go get me a car anyway. Hallelujah. Ain't none of y'all done that. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Talk to me this morning now. I'm going to go get me what I want anyway. And if you don't like it, it's on you. But I'm going to drive it anyway. Amen. I get angry. I get frustrated. Frustration sits on, on me sometimes. Why, God? Why? God, why am I going through this again? I, I, I just came out of this and I'm back in it again. I get tired. I have long days. So do you. We have long days. And in that, we will tend to say something just out of just being tired, frustrated. You can be hungry and say, say the wrong thing. If I get hungry, don't look at me the wrong way. I'm just being real. If I'm hungry, some days I'm hungry. Don't even look at me the wrong way. I'm just, don't, don't bother me now. Give me something to eat, then we can talk. But don't, but don't come to me with, with no mess. You can call it whatever you want, sister. Hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> call, package it any way you want. I'm just being real. Feed me and we can have a conversation. But don't come to me with no stuff and I'm hungry. I'm just... You know what? If you know who you are and you're honest with yourself, you know what? You, you take a lot away from the enemy. It's those that don't know who they are and then the little bit that you know, you lie to yourself. The enemy trip you up all the time. Because number one, you're working in a lie. Thank you, Lord. So just be honest with you. You don't like something, you don't like it. 
If, if you do like something, tell somebody that you like it. But don't play no games with you. Don't do that. God knows anyway. He down there talking about, you know what? Who you kidding? I got you. I know this. You ain't hide nothing from me. Booyah. I guess that's the word or the old word or whatever. I got you. Just, just, just be. Look, this is the way it is. I'm going to share this with you. I love Levi's. Blue jeans. I, lo I love Levi's. It's just, just who I am. And I love sh short riches, as they say in the old days, shorts. I love those. And I told myself a long time ago, if I ever get a business where I can wear what I want, I'm going to wear jeans. And if you work for me, you're going to wear jeans. We're going to go to work in jeans and, and T-shirts. That's it. If I ever get a new restaurant, thank you, Lord, we're going to wear jeans and tees. That's it. That's how I roll. God gave me something a couple months ago. I'm only going to put a little bit of this out there right now, but take the hymn out of your Levi's. Lord, take the hymn out of your Levi's. What, what you talking about? Again, I'm not going to get caught up in your process. I'm just going to take the hymn out of my Levi's. So I did that. Only in my Levi's though. Something that I love. And then with that, he's given me something, but, but, but that's another day I'm going to share with you what he's given me. And, and it's working out to be lucky God. It don't matter what it looks like to you, because you may say, that boy, he ain't got no him in his britches. He don't know no better than that. I took my mom a pair of jeans the other day. <coughs> True story. I said, Mama, look. They were just, they were, the seam was kind of coming out. But I said, look, Mama, I just want you to sew up where the seam on the side is coming out. I don't want you to hem my, my blue jeans. And I said it to her twice. She's 82 years old, so, she, you know, her, she don't think all the sharp as she used to be. Told her twice. I came back the other day. Son, I got your jeans. She come running out of the house. You know what my mom here did? She hemmed up my bridges. Mama didn't I didn't say nothing. I'm 56 years old. I don't back to my mama to this day. I'm like, didn't I tell you? Got my car and came on home. Glory be to God. She hemmed up my jeans. I'm going to go home. When I get time, I'm going to take out my little hammer and go about my business. That was a sidebar. That was free. Thank you, Lord. I used to say, I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't care. And then God showed me, he says, look, when you say those four little words, you open the door to the enemy. Not only do you open the door, you give him a foothold to keep the door open. Come in, jack up all your mess. Keep your mouth shut. Okay, Lord, that's what I'm going to do. When is it going to get better? No, I haven't been on this road a zillion time. I'm tired. When is it going to go away? When is it going to change, God? These are a couple that I hear other people say. They don't tell me nothing. Everything I get is hearsay. I don't know nothing about nothing. Well, if you're a head of a household, you're a couple, a family. And if you're not communicating to your spouse, your husband, or kids, or whatever that is, or if you're saying, I don't know nothing, guess what? You ain't gonna know nothing. You just spoke it into existence. You have not because you ask not. That's the word of God. Okay? Just be quiet and go on. Another one. You can't depend on them for nothing. You can put in whoever you want in the blank. I know you got somebody in your mind you can put in the blank. You can't depend, you can't depend on that rascal for nothing. And then the, the next blank is, you know what? They always blank. And I know y'all can fill in the blank. Okay? But when we say that, we're speaking something into existence. Existence. Be careful what we say. 
Amen. As I mentioned in my opening, I've experienced some pain this last week. So I came up, the Holy Spirit gave me an acronym. So if you have a piece of paper, you may want to jot this down, record it or whatever that is. But God gave me an acronym for pain. P, process or the process. And what, is that, what does that mean? A series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end, a procedure, an activity, excuse me, an action or an order of operation. So now we have pain and we're going into process. Okay, you follow me? Everybody with me? I don't wanna lose you here. Okay, A, P-A, aimed, aimed, A-I-M-E-D. A point or direction Excuse me, a point or to, or to direct a weapon or a camera as a, to a target. Having, or having an intention, achieving a goal, a working towards, to set one's sight on and to strive for. That's what the enemy does. When he takes all of our little crumbs, we gather them up, puts them in a bullet. He's already got a gun. We've already established that. He's already got his sight on you because you're a Christian. Just because you're a Christian, he got a sight on you. His sight's always on you. Don't you ever think the enemy don't have a sight on you because you're just lying to yourself. He got you in his scope 24 that when you're sleeping. You ever had things come, come in your mind when you're sleeping and you think, God, where'd that come from? <laughs> came someplace. Now you, you, you sleep. We know either good from God, evil is from Satan. So what kind of thought was that? Man, he sure looked blank. She sure looked good. Really? Where'd that come from? We gotta watch our thoughts as well. We gotta watch that. Be real, real careful of that. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to finish the bottom half of aimed to position a firearm, a ball, an arrow, a dart or a rocket. I've had some rockets thrown at me this past week and I'm going to share those with you. The last one is in. It represents in P A I N and N stands for nonsense. Just nonsense. It don't make sense. Okay. Nonsense. What does that mean? Spoken a written word that has no meaning makes no sense. It's rubbish, hogwash, rot. Now, this word, because it came out of dictionary, bull, hot air, malarkey, whack, or garbage. Foolish or unacceptable behavior. So if you get some thoughts that come to you like, why am I here doing this? I got no business out here. I'm going to do I late later. Oh, okay. oh. I, thank you. I I no, because the I is where it's won or lost. Okay, so we've talked about the P, the A, and the N. Now, I represents increased. Now, we can have a good increase, or we can have a bad increase, right? Now, the reason why I left the I for last how many of y'all remember the JBS prayer? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Okay, but, but you guys know what I'm talking about, the JBS prayer? It, it was a huge thing, like, what, 15, 20 years ago? Oh, my gosh. All the churches were praying. They were praying over you. There was books. JBS prayer. Increase my territory. Okay, so the word increase, to be made greater in size, amount, degree, intensity, to grow. You just dropped something there. To grow, to get larger, to become greater and expand. So, there's somebody out there that has First Chronicles. Can you please read the JBS prayer? It says. No, somebody had. Oh, no, no, it's okay. She got it. First Chronicles, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. 
Jabez was honorable above his brothers, but his mother named him Jabez, or sorrow maker, saying, because I bore him in pain. Okay, hang on right there. Jabez was more honorable than his heathen brother. Right? That's what it says. Goes on to say, she bore him in what? Pain. Sister still having pain. Pain. Continue. Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your right hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil so it might not hurt me. And God granted his request. Okay. That says a whole lot there in a nutshell. But it says, if you speak it, if you speak it, God will grant it. Pastor says what? What pastor say? Come on, y'all. Don't go sleep on me this morning. Come on. If you play it or if you say it, the enemy will play it. So pastor says same same principle. So that is very, very important because we're going to get increase, whether it's a new car increase or we're going to open our mouth and we're going to blow it. It's coming. Good or bad. So the I to me represents choice. Very, 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 very important. So what do you want in your life? Will you have increase? You're going to have it of something. But what does that increase look like? I'm going to talk about distractions here just for a minute because this is very important too. I believe it's another message maybe down the road, but I, I want to I discuss distractions just for one minute. Because there's good and bad distractions. And them distractions play right along with your process and getting your new car. Okay. Okay? Distractions. <laughs> I'm going to give you just a, just a, a few of my distractions this week because see the enemy already knew that randy you know what you got to preach for pastor got it you know randy that that big event that you got to do for angel tea this week was this past friday i got it you know randy there's some other things that you're working on you know what got it but the thing is is that this is where your discernment comes in so Distractions are going to come, but usually, usually, not always, they're going to pull you from off of where you need to be. It's going to be a little rabbit trail. Okay, now, this is some of my distractions. On the third, on 12-3, I went to work, came home, and I had just had a lot of stuff to do, but a guy called me and said, hey, I got a restaurant. I want you to run for me. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, glory to God. No, I'm serious. I didn't have to buy the restaurant. I'm going to, I want to, um, hey, I got a restaurant. I want you to run it. I'm going to pay you. Get out of here. That was better than a new car. So I said, well, and then he asked me, he goes, how, how much do you need a month to do this? My Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> glory be to God. Look at God. He's showing out now. I kept listening. And he goes, well, we was thinking about you working Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And, and, that ain't from no God. God ain't going to give me no job that I can't be here on Sunday. That's a distraction. Distraction. Okay. Listen now. It sounded good. Lord Jesus, I'm your restaurant again. Mm, I ain't going to do it at the cost of me not being in church on Sunday. Okay. Distraction. On the 4th, I get a call from a friend of mine. She lives in Sacramento. Now, she called me and says, hey, Chaplain Randy. I know she wanted something. <laughs> That's just what it is. Hey, Chaplain Randy, what's up? I got a patient over at St. Mary's. I want you to go by and see. And she goes, you know what? She ain't saved. They don't go to church. Her mama don't go to church. The whole family don't go to church. I don't know about this lady. Okay. Lord, another distraction. Because it is a distraction. So I get up. It was raining that morning. I go into St. Mary's. I go in there. She laying up in the bed. She, when it was all said down, a really, really uh, you know, nice, nice lady. But you know that lady got saved that morning? Still presented herself as a distraction. But it was a good distraction. 
the sermon had to kick in. Thank you, Lord. She got saved. Went to surgery. I think she was going home this morning. I got a text. Going home. Praise God. I grabbed that lady by the hand. We prayed. She accepted Jesus Christ. Still went on to work. I'm still having pain. Amen. On the 5th, this was the day before the big event that I had spoke to the church about we did in Orange County. This is Wednesday. I got six hours of sleep Wednesday night. Thursday night I was in Orange County. I got two hours of sleep Thursday, Thursday night because we cooked until four, four o'clock in the morning. I went home to my daughter's house. I think I just fell on the bed. At seven o'clock we was up again. You can call it distraction or the process, whatever you're gonna call it. I just had to, I had to go through it. But it was just one of them darts. It's like, my goodness, no sleep. And then on the sixth, the day of the event, I'll, I'll never forget it. Um, we had to go buy some more chicken. Uh, we had to pick up the van that morning. The sun was out. It was, it was beautiful. I was in the kitchen cooking. I looked up and it was raining. I said, God, not today. God, you gonna, you gonna let it rain on us? I mean, we, we, we had food for 400 people. I mean, this, this, this just wasn't a few sandwiches and no, we, we feeding the masses now. God, what's up? Why is it raining, Lord? We loaded that van in the rain. Just, just, just rain, just dripping away. We had to be in Anaheim. It's a 20 minute drive from Costa Mesa to Anaheim. It took us an hour. I said, God, no, we're late. Lord, we're late. These people are waiting. God, this is our chance, Lord. I'm thinking we late. We get there, the warming box wasn't plugged in. Y'all killing my food now. I had to find the hot water. <laughs> the guy went and got me some water, but he got it from the tap. He didn't get it off the coffee maker, which is 180 degrees. So we got in. Now, I wasn't dressed. I was just in my Levi's and a shirt. <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't dressed for the event. But the people were just so loving. Can I help you? Can I help you? But they didn't understand the process. And it would take too long for me to kind of explain the process. I just, we just had to do it myself. So we got everything set. We, um, at 6.15, they served the people. God just showed up and showed out. It was absolutely amazing. Glory be to God. It, it, it was just amazing. God gave me that word three weeks ago in the middle of the night. And I know my wife is like, what is this man doing up again? Why can't he just can't keep his butt in the bed and not interrupt the whole house? When God going to get you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, he got something for you. Just go and get up. He told me that exact word. It's going to be amazing. Don't worry about the process, Randy. Amen. The finished, pro the finished goal is going to be amazing. I prayed and fasted. I ain't prayed and fasted for, 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 for I'm, I'm really, consistently. Prayed, I fasted, I prayed, I fasted. God, you said it was going to be amazing. When it was raining, God, you said it was going to be amazing. He didn't say you weren't going to get wet. You said it was going to be amazing. <sighs> Y'all hear me this morning? It's going to be amazing. We, they purchased food for 360 people. I always do extra. I, I made 400 orders of macaroni and cheese. They blew through the macaroni and cheese. But it wasn't until everybody had eaten. And God reminded me. My son, Jesus had three little fishes and five loaves, and they had leftovers. He gave that to me the morning of the event. Peace. Okay, God, if you can do it for your son, I know you can do it for me. They had enough food to take home. They fed all the volunteers, praise and worship, people that weren't even supposed to eat ate. And the pastor's wife came to me, and this blessed me, so she goes, you know what? She goes, it's so nice to have an event and we had enough food for everybody to eat. I just, it, just, it just blessed me, my God. So don't worry about the process. 
if God gave you a goal, you're going to get there. Don't let the enemy snag you up in the process. There's one more thing that I'm going to mention here because I think this is worth mentioning. Chuck, Chuck Swindoll. Some of you may know Chuck Swindoll. He's been around forever. I listened, you should listen to him. And true story, he says that he had been called to preach, I think it was in Chicago. And he went to the airport, he got on the plane. He said he was ready to preach, ready to go. Get on the plane, plane takes off, they get up to about 30,000 feet, and they run into a storm. He said he was sitting next to a lady. So in a storm, if any of you have flown, you know, the plane's up and down, you got lightning. He says, yeah, he's just sitting up there. He said he had even dozed off. This lady's freaking out in the seat next to him. He, he, he just said, you know, why are you just letting me get some rest? So she said, he reached over to this lady and said, hey, look, let me tell you something. I left wherever they were leaving from to go to where they was going because I need to preach. I think he was going to preach the next day. He says, because God already has a destination for me, this plane ain't going nowhere. This, hey, this plane's going to get there. Now, it may not get there smooth, but, but I'm going to preach tomorrow. Because God had given it to him. Again, it's just those things that I, I really? He just believed God. He says that, he, he grabbed that lady's hand and says, look, the ride is bumpy, but we're going to get there. Amen? Anybody getting anything out of this? Thank you, Lord. So my week of experiences consisted of praying, fasting, keeping my mouth shut. I mean, shut up. Be quiet, period. Not only that, I had to keep my mouth shut, I had to control my thoughts. I had a young lady that came to help us. She was trimming my tri-tip. And I, I didn't know them. They were friends of my daughter's. So she came in and, can you, can you trim, cut the fat off a tri-tip? Oh, yeah, sir. No, no problem. I, I got you. Okay. I showed her. I'm sitting there. I look over. And the scrap pile is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I said, no, look, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Okay. Let me go give you something else to do because... You know what, you, you, you throw my groceries away. <laughs> no, no, no. The other girl, I asked her, can you make a roux? Oh, yes, sir, I can make a roux. So well, what ingredients do you put in a roux? Oh, butter, flour, and milk. I said, no, 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 you can't make a roux. A roux is just fat and flour. It's just all it is. So what, what I'm saying is, though, if you have, or if you don't have understanding with somebody, get a good understanding before they mess you up. Because, see, my reputation, my, my, I mean, uh, was riding on the end. Okay? She was just part of the process. No, we ain't, ain't going to lose in the process. Ain't going to lose it. Okay? So, going on, I had to watch every word that I said. I had to not agree with someone telling a non-truth. No, what you're saying, ain't, that, that, that ain't right. That ain't rude. And you don't know how to cut meat. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying is when you see something that ain't right, you need to correct it as a Christian. Amen. Just don't let it go over you. Why is it going over you? We're standing at the gate of your house, front door and back door. Don't be letting stuff come in, crazy people talking about, I'm not here, you don't. Yeah, no, no, that, that ain't right. Let, let me correct you. I don't care if it is 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm, let's get this right right now. Ain't gonna have it. I had to walk in discernment. God, if this is you, give it to me. If it ain't, take it away. Because one thing you got to know, that the devil can't answer for God. Just it, it, God, if this is you, Give me a sign, whatever that is, and if it's not, take it away. It will dissipate, because the enemy cannot. Absolutely cannot. Okay? I had to surrender the whole process, no matter 
what it looked like or what it was. I'm going to finish to this. We're going to play some music and we're going to go into prayer. Hang on one second. Me and my daughter. I, I don't know if, if you men in here all have a daughter. But there's something very, very special between me and my daughter. It, it just, it's a relationship that I, I don't even have words in it. Um, she can kind of read me. Um, I can read her. Um, she can give me a look. I understand. I can give her a look. She understands. I, I don't know what that is. I'm going to just say it's a God thing. So our pots and pans, we were so tired when we came back, we just kind of stacked them up. So in the morning, I said, you know, we'll just wash all these pots and pans. So we went on her yard and we just got a soap and some tables and we washing chafing dish pans and 200 pans, 400 pans. And so she took her rings off. She has a the wedding band and then the actual ring and they're two pieces. She took them off. She put them in her sweatpants. I, I had no idea this had happened, but that's what she did because of what we were doing. So when I got ready to go. Now, mind you, I told Isabel, hey, baby, I'm going to be home at 12 o'clock noon yesterday. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God had a different little process for my behind. It was almost three o'clock and I was still in the OC. <laughs> and I had to go by the restaurant, um, chef toys to take back some stuff. <sighs> God. Now I'm had this woman on my back. She gonna be fussing. But she wasn't fussing, she called me. She was, wasn't fussing. Were you fussing? No, she wasn't fussing, praise God. God, she got her worked out. <laughs> so what happened is, I was getting ready to go and she reached into her pocket and she says, I can't find my wedding band. So her husband was there. So we were out on the lawn where we were at, and I said, the first thing came out of my mouth, I said, baby, just start to pray. Just, 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 just pray. That, that's it, just pray that God will show you where your ring is. And then I knew I couldn't go. I just like, okay. Distraction. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like, okay, God, show us where this ring is. I didn't even say it. I don't even think I said it out loud. I went on the grass. I walked around. I said, Jennifer, come over here and get your ring. I'm, I'm talking, it was two, three minutes. It wasn't like, sister, it was right now. I'm talking about. It was, I needed to get to the house, sister. God, I, I need it now. I don't need to know. I need this thing now. I came over and I let her pick it up. She looked at me and she just gave me a big old hood. And I said, look at God. Look at God. That's why I get on my knees and you guys see me cry. It's just tears of joy. It's not. If God let you experience these things and let you walk in his power, I'm telling you, it will blow you away. We didn't take 500 portions of food to this event. I didn't buy 500 portions of food to this event. I didn't buy it. Where'd it come from? By God. By God. So, so when you see God do stuff like this, what? I mean, what you running from? I'm not saying you're running. I'm not putting it on you. I'm saying, what do we have to turn and, 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 and run from? What, for what? Hold your ground. He's giving it to you. If he's giving it to you, you just, again, I got my car. It may be two weeks. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it may be two years. But just be really, really careful. Go back and listen to pastor's messages about the process. Whatever that is. I'm telling you, it, it's life and death. Literally. It's in the process. What are you going to do while you wait? So it's won or lost. So, go ahead and put on some music. God gave me a specific prayer. It's kind of long this morning, but there's no reason why, I mean, there's no mistake why everyone is here. So, there's a little bit of soft music, and it's kind of long. I, I don't usually get a prayer that I have to write down. So, when he says to type it, type it out or write it down, that there's something that he, he wants to do. Okay. Do the instrumental right now, okay? So, 
Today, there's no mistake that we're all here. There ain't. It's, it's, it's the process. You may be experiencing pain like I experienced the last three weeks, just physical, crazy pain. I don't know where it came from, I don't know why, but still, it could be physical, it could be mental, it could be spiritual pain. All I know is that it hurts. It may be your mouth that's got you off track. You, you've given the enemy just, just too many crumbs. You, you, you've given him a way in, you've given him a foothold, you've given him a stronghold. A lot of times when we do this stuff, it's, it's unknowing. I mean, some of it, some of, some of it is, we, we know what we're doing is wrong, but some of it is just that we just did it unknowingly. Nevertheless, it's a process. Somebody in here may be addicted to drugs, alcohol, sex, porn. I don't know. Addiction is addiction. It could be food, whatever it is. Sin is sin. There ain't no, well, your sin is, probably don't teach us that. Sin is sin. Some of us may be dealing with anger, despite jealousy, envy, confusion, laziness. I want to be set free today. Well, you're in the right spot. Maybe it's an unwillingness to go deeper in the things of God. I'm not going to lie to you, it's, it's going to cost you something. And I'm telling you, on some days it's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you something that you didn't even know you had, but God gave it to you. So you can look back and say, God, thank you for getting me here. To be honest with you, I don't even know how I got here today. I was up to 2.30 this morning. I laid down. Isabel got me up at 3 o'clock this morning. I didn't go back to sleep. What is this woman doing? What are you you're killing me right now. Distraction. She didn't know that. And, and at the time, I didn't say nothing to her about it. It's just me and God. But God, you told me I was going to preach today. That's what you said, God. You didn't say Isabel was going to act up. You didn't say my daughter was going to lose her ring. You didn't say. You said you were going to preach today for pastor. That's, that's, that's all I got. That's what I'm going to do. Don't be afraid of going deeper for God. So I'm gonna tell you something. I don't care what nobody say, nobody in this room. It can be my mama, my daddy, it can be Isabel. And she's sitting right there, I'm gonna sit in front of her. When I worship God, that's between me and him. And I don't care what you say about it. I frankly just don't care. I don't mean this in no respectful way, but it's between me and God. Cause I've seen what he's done for me. I loaded the truck in the rain. In the rain. Thank you, Jesus. And he blessed that. Thank you. Since Wednesday, I've had 18 hours of sleep. Since this past Wednesday, y'all. How do you do that? I don't know how to do that. My alarm went off this morning. I said, Isabel, your alarm is going off. No, it ain't, that's yours. <laughs> really? <laughs> really, that's my alarm? And it was. I just had to be quiet. I, I just had to be quiet. Don't argue now. She right. Be quiet. I went here. I'm sorry. I, I went here and I got on up. This old body sure didn't want to. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. This body did not want to get up. But you just have to push. Just push. Maybe you don't know this Jesus that I just preached about. Maybe you're a non-believer. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you're just not in the spot where you know you need to be. Maybe your heartbeat is increasing right now. And you're a little bit uncomfortable. Don't be afraid of that. That's God. 
You ain't gonna have no heart attack. Not on my watch. Not as long as I can pray and I know a God that'll answer. Mm -mm, not today. Like Pastor says, not today. Mm -mm, not, not today. You stand with me. Thank you, Lord. So maybe you just want to reconnect, recommit today. Just get plugged back in. The enemy's biggest thing is just like that, this fan. It's a fan. If it ain't plugged in, it's useless. She got a car. She says it give up the ghost. Thank you, it's still a car. It ain't, no, ain't, ain't no benefit to her. She walking. Thank you, Jesus. Hello. No, I'm just... But see, the, the enemy's greatest fear, he don't care that you're here this morning. He really don't. That's just the truth. He don't care that you're here this morning. But what he does care about is you getting plugged in and turned on. Because he knows that you get plugged and get turned on. Ooh, you trouble for him now. You trouble for him now. I want you to consider the pain that Jesus went through on the cross. And regardless of all the pain, he never backed down, he never copped out, he never turned his back on the process. Never did. I never read it in the Bible where it says, you know what? He did say, if you can take this thing from me, Father, please take it. I really don't want it. I really don't. But if you don't take it from me, and if I got to go in the rain, and if I'm going to be an hour late, I'm still going. Amen. 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 So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if anything that I have mentioned to you this morning in this prayer is concerning you, anything, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you up front. I just want you to raise your hand so I can pray for you. Because... The God that I know and the God that I serve, I know he can do whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how high, how many bills, how much debt, how much the car. It, it does not matter. He's more than enough. So if you just slip your hand up. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. I see your hands. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to lead us in a prayer. I just I want everybody to say it. If it's your will, your choice, because God doesn't put anything on us and he doesn't violate our free will. God won't do that. Even if you go to hell and split it wide open, that's your choice. Father God, we just thank you today, Lord, for the message, Father God. Father, we thank you for the word, Lord. Father, we thank you that your spirit is here this morning, Lord. Father, we thank you that those that did raise their hands, Father God, and they surrendered all to you, Father. And Father God, I pray for those that maybe they didn't raise their hand, Father God. I pray that you would just touch them this morning, Father God. Father God, turn things around for all of us, Father God. Lord, for those that maybe not know you in here, Lord, this morning, Father God. I pray, Father God, that they would come to know you, Lord. And Lord, everything is in your timing, Lord. Father God, I pray that this message that went forth today, Father God, that it would just resonate in us, Lord. That the enemy would not come along this afternoon or tomorrow or next week and steal it from us, Lord. Because that's his game. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's just what he does. And he's very good at it. I'm not giving him no props, but I just got to give it where it's due. He's good at it. But Father God, you're greater, you're bigger, you're higher, you have more ability because you're God. So we thank you, Father God, that you would just, just hide this word, hide this message, Father God, within our hearts, Father God. And let us be able to draw from it this week, Lord, and next week and, and next year, Father God. You know what? I remember what Randy said. I remember what he went through. I remember what Jesus went through.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, we just ask you to forgive us for all our sins, Father God. Lord, we acknowledge that your Son is Lord and Savior. And no man can get to the Father without going through the Son. So, Father God, we accept that, Lord. And we thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.